0: Welcome to The Underlay, a Clever Choice podcast, where we go inside and under the flooring industry. Welcome back to The Underlay. We've had a little bit of a hiatus and it's a little bit of a rejig this week. Uh, I'm Matt, one of the hosts of the podcast, and I'm flying solo from a host perspective because... Michael's uh, up north, uh, kicking goals and selling uh, hybrid and everything. Selling plenty of flooring. But joining me and opposite me, much better looking than my standard co-host. Greg Harvey, sales manager, Queensland. How are you, mate?
1: Good. Rodman's back off the bench.
0: Rodman is back off the bench. Uh, The best six man in uh, in the league. The only one you need. That's it. That's all we need. We only need one. Mate, you been well?
1: Yeah, been good. Yeah. Business has been good, family's good. Everything's pretty good coming yeah. to the point end of the season now where the money's a bit bigger, the demand's a bit higher, everyone wants everything done before Christmas and then we get to have a holiday and reset and come back.
0: Christmas is an interesting time of the year, isn't it? I think that uh everyone wants everything yesterday. And they've had nine months or ten, twelve months to figure this out and they decide, Oh, it'd be nice to get a new floor. Darling, what do you think?
1: Yeah, and it has to be done before Christmas. Yes. As a retail salesperson, that November period, you'd walk in, you already know what they're going to say. You've got no layers left before Christmas, but you know they're going to want to squeeze three rooms in. You're like, can I do it? Can I do it? Yeah. No, I'm not sure.
0: It's hard to say no.
1: Yeah, that was Isn't the it? tricky part, and ringing that layer and saying, I know we're already full, but <clears> do you reckon on this day where you've got this, we could squeeze this in as well? But as you say, they've got 10 months to do it, but that yeah. last four to six weeks is insane. Yeah.
0: Well, we've got Christmas at our place this year, you know. We've got to make it look good.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good for Christmas bonuses, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can be hitting targets while the customers do the work for you, that's always good. But.
0: absolutely, and uh, it's it's an interesting time of the year. I guess we're starting to feel the heat. Yeah, come in, and so for me, it's the perfect time of the year to be able to sell flooring, especially the the the, the hard flooring that you sell, because there's that feeling that of of coolness of you know of of a lack of temperature that's one of the that's one of the byproducts of it right
1: yeah correct yeah one thing I used to notice in retail sales in particular I used to sell a lot of carpet sort of April through August and then from September through to christmas time was a lot more hard flooring because as you say people don't want carpet absorbent heat during the hotter months and that's a way to cool down their room so this is probably our peak period and then through winter you get more of your your oaks to go with your nice wall carpets and that sort of stuff, where people are doing the renovations for the bedrooms mainly, but then do the main areas as well. Whereas now it's about getting the whole floor, whole floor, and the whole house as cool as you can.
0: So that's why we're going to talk a little bit today about a uh, hybrid shield, yeah, which is a newer product to the range. It's only been out really this year. Yep, uh, I'd say probably eight, probably eight months old. Yeah, this that, product,
1: that be correct, yeah.
0: And it's it's a pretty cool product. And it's selling, it started to find its feet. I think it needed, I think it was one of these ones that just probably needed a little bit of explanation behind it Yeah. to really, for people to really understand the real benefits of it.
1: Yeah. One thing we've been bringing up with our clients lately is the importance of selling the story around this product. Like I think we're so used to going into the normal categories with your timber, your vinyl, your hybrid, where a lot of them are very much the same. They're made up quite similar. Um, there's not too much that separa- separates me except for the brand names on the product, whereas this is a newer, newer technology with a few key features and benefits that probably haven't been seen as much before. So this isn't one of those products that us as reps can just walk into a shop, put it on a shelf and say, sell this and then walk back out. I've noticed where a shop where I've probably done that, where I've set up, because we had the Oak Perfecto come at the same time. If I focus more so on the oak and then put the shield in at the same time but haven't really sold the story, I've noticed that that probably doesn't move as well as the store. I've only put in the shield and really spoken about the story around it. Um, but it is, it is one of those ones where as reps and as a company we really need to promote it for what it is, um, what makes it difference, why we've decided to bring it to market as opposed to just another hybrid. Mm. Um, but yeah. Well, there's
0: a little bit of... well, The name belies what it actually is. Correct. So the people get stuck on the hybrid when, when really it's not essentially a hybrid.
1: No. I'd, you'd more so say that it's a waterproof laminate, but then at the same time, what defines what is a hybrid? Yes. So that's where it sort of – it gets a bit tricky. Like, I understand the marketing around the hybrid. That's what everyone wants. It's like um, anything – like, if you see an ad on TV for something, you may not fully understand what it is, but that's what everyone else is doing. So you walk in and go, I want a hybrid. So they they're not going then to take you to the shield product because it's if its base is a waterproof laminate. So as a hybrid, it is it is a hybrid. It's it's not a laminate. It's not a hybrid. It's sort of in between. So yeah. essentially, it is still a hybrid product. But um, for marketing, for me, marketing and and selling the story of it, essentially, it's a waterproof laminate because I think the laminate aspect of it. Um, brings a lot to the table as well Uh, with your hybrid aspect of it it's all about the waterproofness whereas with the laminate side of things it brings a feel it brings the scratch resistance that maybe a hybrid doesn't have as good either so both sides of it i can see but again it comes back to the story and that really needs to be told the right way for both our customers and then end users alike to be able to understand what it's going to do for them
0: I guess it's the shield aspect of it, which is probably the best selling point. Correct. So I think that if we discard the hybrid part of the name and we focus a little bit on the shield aspect of it, because you know I've got a young family, so do you, yep. uh, pets, you know, it's, th- this is the perfect product for a, for a, for a growing family.
1: Yeah, and I think the thinking behind something like this is exactly that. Look, it's, it's not just good for one situation. Like You could put this just about anywhere and it would do, do its job. And I was only promoting it with a with a store yesterday where I actually pulled out two boxes of it, laid them together, just to show them the ease of of it going together as well. Because there's lots of key lots of key points. But one of the things that I used to do as a retail salesman was when I would ask a customer, they'd come in, and they obviously don't know as much about flooring as what we do as salespeople. The first thing I'd say, what's most important to you is it the waterproof, is it scratch proof, is it you want a luxury feel or look like a timber. And then this is a product where if they say water, if they say I want all of that, that's where you can sort of come back to this product because you get the natural look of, it's more natural looking than say a vinyl or a hybrid. Obviously, it's not going to be as natural looking as a timber because a timber is a natural product, but you get the most close feel to a timber as well. But then you've got the waterproof capabilities of it, the AC5 wear layer of the laminate top, and then that way, if someone says it's got a, I want a bit of everything. That's where you take them to here. Whereas, if they say they just want it waterproof, then you've only got a certain amount of options. If they say they just want it more scratch resistance, you've only had a few options. Whereas now we've got something that brings it all together.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. It's a and it's a pretty impressive product. It comes. It's got its own underlay too, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. the
1: underlay is attached to it. So unlike other laminates, you don't. The layer doesn't have to then roll out a roll of underlay. Prep it that way to then put down the product. It's it's all in the back, so it's it's like hybrid walk-in. If your floor's flat, level, and free of moisture, start slapping it down. So, let's talk us through the, the the I
0: guess the waterproof properties. Yep. So when you're selling it to a store, and you're talking, you know, we talked about how it's it's a it's a very adaptable board that can sort of go anywhere. But people are always going to come back to waterproof. So if I'm saying if I'm going to do a kitchen or a bathroom or something like that, is this a good product for that?
1: So now with the new QBCC laws, you can't actually do bathrooms, toilets, uh, laundries in a in in these types of floors. So they've taken that aspect away of it. It doesn't. It's not going to stop people from doing it, obviously. <laughs> but um, for like more so, if you're going to, if like if you want to be not as worried about how you're going to mop the product or if you've got young kids and they're going to spill water on the product or, and that sort of thing. You don't have to be as nervous about it. Whereas with a, with the old school laminates, if you had water sit on it for, it didn't have to be that long. It would swell up a lot. Uh, whereas with these and that, that was just because it was a standard HDF product or an MDF product where as soon as more moisture goes into it, it will it'll start to expand and, and sort of disintegrate which you'd notice a lot, whereas with this now with the wax wood composite core, they put the wax through the backing which will repel the water from getting in and then the water won't want to sit in there either. So we had a conference recently um, that you attended where I had the two pieces of uh, flooring in the water and the interesting thing I found out of that, I think they were in there for about 10 days. So the normal piece of laminate lock just started to disintegrate, the clips were snapping by themselves without even being touched Whereas with the hybrid shield, we could put another piece of dry hybrid shield right in next to it, clip it in, and I could not pull them apart. And then I was interested to see, once I pulled them out of the water as well, how long it would take. And within 48 hours, my hybrid shield, I put a moisture meter on it and was back within normal moisture quantity for a board. Whereas the other piece of laminate lock, it was still sopping wet about five, six days later. And there's no way that you could have clipped it anywhere near another board. So um, they're never going to be perfect, but the the water capabilities on this far outweigh any laminate on the market and they rival the hybrids, which is um, which is what we try to achieve.
0: So are you finding yourself... Is it a go-to product for you as a sales guy? Is that one that you are confident to go, this is what I think you should be selling?
1: Yeah, it was interesting because when I first heard about the products, um, obviously... There's different trends across Australia, and I probably didn't realise that before coming into this job. Laminate's a lot more popular down in Victoria. The southern states still do a lot of laminate, whereas up here we went more so towards the vinyl and the hybrids. Um, so, And people convince you that you don't want laminate anymore in Queensland, and it's been, it was sort of ingrained in me a little bit. Um, I didn't, I didn't realise that it was, but when I first saw it, I was like, is this going to do that well up here? But then the more I learn about it, the more I understand it, the more I've seen it and the more feedback I've got from it, it has become a go-to product for me because I think what we've noticed is that there is a little bit of a shift at the moment um, away from, say, your 6 mil hybrids in particular. I think a lot of people are starting to go thicker in your hybrids um, for the stability purposes of it. And then with the laminates, what happened was everyone brought in all these laminates and then they either tried to do one of two things. They'd either try and go down to a six or seven mil core, which was rubbish, or then they'd try and overcompensate and go up to a 12, 14 mil, which didn't really add any more benefits. So they found a happy medium, I think, around the eight millimeter thick mark, which is what we've done with this, and then added your two mil underlay to it as well. But now we're starting to see that stigma against laminate go away because people are starting to be sold the story or told the story a little bit better and get more of an understanding around it, especially with like the younger generation coming through the sales force now as well, you can get them early on and say, okay, well, this is what it's about. And like when you start to go through the features and benefits of this product and then the ease of installation for the installer, that's why it's starting to become a go-to product. As the market starts to shift, I think these sorts of products are the ones that are really going to come to the forefront.
0: Okay, so then I oh, was at a question... I was at a mate's place. Uh, he lives up on the Sunshine Coast, hinterland of Noosa. He's got a hybrid product in his home. Yep. Can it be refinished again? No. Yeah. That was my, that was because he said to me, "As oh no, my builder told me that it uh, can be sanded once. I'm like, can't be sanded at all, mate. No. I know that. I market for a flooring company. Yeah. I know it can't be sanded. He goes, well, no, he's told me that. I go, uh, he's lying.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's. I think, and. There's no. A lot of people don't understand what they're buying, especially when they do buy through builders. Yeah, like I went to a house recently um, where the lady her original product wasn't in stock, and then they were searching for alternatives and end up using our nine mil um, sandy rock, which, as we know, can be silicon finished around the perimeter. And when the builder had finished off the job, there was gaps at the bottom of the. Um, skirting boards, and she asked me if I could go and have a look at it. And I went and had a look just to make sure the floor level was right, and that's what wasn't causing the gaps. But when I actually went to site, the floor was as flat as a tack, but the skirting was on the you know what, and had gaps all at the bottom of it. And I said, look, your easiest way out of this is just going to be to silicone the perimeter. And she goes, oh, I'm not allowed to silicone the perimeter. It's a hybrid. I was like, it's also a nine mil hybrid, and you should have been given the information that you can do X, Y, Z with it. But she had no idea, and she had none of it, and she'd skoshed her brand new kitchen, and I. And this was an incredible story. This was a lady and her husband and kids who were building a house up on the Sunshine Coast. Same sort of thing up, um, I think it was near Palmwoods. And her builder had told her, "Can you just um, start taking some pictures of the progress on the way through the build and post it on Instagram so we can like we can share it and like it and whatever." So this lady started doing it, and then fast forward now to where the house is finished right ready to go. She's now got 31,000 followers on Instagram and she's getting sent free stuff from everywhere. So you can imagine how nice this house is if she's gathered 31,000 yeah. followers, but then she's had to scotia her kitchen. So she's got this beautiful kitchen that she didn't even have to scotia. She could have siliconed the whole thing. But again, because she'd bought through a building process, mm. they don't under- They don't fully understand the product to be able to promote it properly. So she's gone and done this and now she's like, oh, it would look much nicer the other way. So I think that's the thing. Like, it's uh, And it's on us reps, I think, is to really get these stories across. And I'm hoping that's what these sort of podcast episodes can do for us is if a salesman is driving to an appointment where they're taking hybrid shield with them, they want to fully understand what they're selling and be able to sell that story confidently, and if they can do that in a half an hour podcast between the shop and where they're going to sell it, well, happy days. That's what that's what this is here to achieve.
0: So I guess from from a clever perspective that that's a really good example of you dealing with an end user. Yeah. Right, because it's about it's about your product. Yeah. So why go through an intermediary when you can go direct and get the right answer? So it, do you do much of that?
1: It's funny. Look. When I'm in the stores, like if I was in a shop recently where the owner was busy with a customer and then the salesperson was busy with the customer, but I saw the person standing there looking at the planks on my stand. So I walked over and I said, look, just FYI, I don't actually work here, but I do represent the company of the product that you're looking at. So is there any questions you'd like to ask me while you're waiting for the staff member? And it was funny that all the questions that they asked, I was obviously able to bounce back the information quite quick. And then by the time the salesperson had finished, they came over to me and they said, um, they said, oh, what are they looking at? And I said, all right, this is what they've got. This is how many rooms <laughs> they're looking at. This is the subfloor that they're going to go over the top of. I've explained to them if they use this, they can do this. If they use this, they can do that. This one's going to be better for this or whatever. But from what they've told me and what they're looking for, this is the product that they want to look at. They're based here and they'd like you to come out for an appointment. Yeah. But, and then I had another one. I was out at, um, out at a shop out at Roma. And the guy that runs the shop, he, um, he was in town doing something quickly, dropping something off to a layer. And I, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I started as a ceramic tiler originally. And he has tiles and planks and carpet in his shop. And he was, he'd gone into town. I rang him. I was like, mate, I'm here, but like, your showroom's open and no one's here. And he goes, oh. And he said, I'll be back soon. And while, so while he was out, he had a customer walk in. And she wanted tiles and, like, other than installing tiles when I was, like, 16, I haven't really done too much around it. But I was like, well, I'm not just going to let her stand here by herself. So yeah. same deal. I ended up doing a tile selection for wall tiles, floor tiles, bathrooms. I got the floor plan ready to go. And then when he walked back in, I was like, look, I'll just do a quick order to me samples. If you want to uh, quickly talk to her, she's got a floor plan here. This is what she wants. This is what she wants for the walls, the floors, so all of that sort of stuff I still really enjoy and I'll jump in and do it <laughs> when I can. And even like one thing that's been very important to me and a lot of stores are starting to see the benefit of now is I'll go out, I'm trying to get like a laid photo library of all of our stuff. Like all these marketing pictures and that are good. Mm. But any of the computer generated ones, they don't, yeah. they don't tell someone whether they're going to want to buy that floor. The ones that do are the ones where the lights crap or like it, it doesn't present beautifully, but in its worst, that's what it's going to look like. Yeah. So I actually get to spend a lot of time with end users where the store ring me up and say, oh, like I'll email the store and say, you've sold this product recently and I need some laid photos of it. Do you mind if I, if you contact the customer or I contact the customer and go and get the pictures of myself? And it's a good way to interact with the end users and find out their experiences with our products and things like that as well. So, yeah, I do. I, do. I think that's really important for us to connect with the end users as well. I think it's really
0: difficult for, for you guys because I guess you only sell the product. Like, you don't lay the product. So no. there's a couple barriers between you and the end user and ultimately they're going to blame you they're going to blame clever choice right there's going to there's two levels of uh protection there yeah so the 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 shop will go it's the layer the layer will go it's the product and then you have to go "Eh. yeah let me come and see and figure that out
1: yeah (laughs) that's that's where it does get tricky but i think and for me i'm lucky in the sense that because i came from retail originally and i have laid floors before I think that's where it's good for me when I do these inspections. Like I went to one one the other day where I'm 90% sure that it's water damage underneath based on what I was able to see on site. So I've already said to this customer, look, what's happening could be a product issue, but it could also be a moisture issue. So what we're going to do is we're going to pull the floor back to here. We're going to check the subfloor moisture. If that's the problem, we're going to have to seal the floor before anything goes back down. If that's, showing no signs of moisture and the expansion's fine i know it's the product that's that's gone a bit of a miss um and i was already able to explain to that customer what may happen two three four steps ahead because i've been there before and i know what to look for and i think that's where we can really add our value to the end customers is if they and we've got it now we've got technical questions that you can ring our our phone line and the, the technical questions come through to my mobile, Ian's mobile, Dave's mobile, Austin's mobile. So that if someone's not sure of something, they can connect directly with us. And like I've got end users that get my number off stores and they'll ring me asking me 47 questions, but it's easier them asking me direct yeah. and having to ask the store that may only know half of it. They're better off ringing me that it's going to know 95% of it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they can move on from there and they get the answers that they need quicker. So I think that's where... We sort of separate ourselves from the others as well as being able to give this information to the end customers. Well, I think I think that
0: some suppliers would hide behind the protection, right? The protection layers of the of the reseller of the installer, and you know their their job finishes with selling the product to the reseller. I think that's a naive outlook, right? I think you've always got to have the end user in mind, yeah, because they're the ones that are going to make or break you, right? Correct. Uh, so,
1: and I think it's easy. Like I've seen it a lot lately is you see these companies that come in, they've got the cheap product, they show up at the start and then they're all happy days. But as soon as there's a problem, they hide under a rock. Or even some of these bigger companies that you've got, they don't have their reps go and do their inspections. They have a designated guy that lives in another state somewhere that travels around and does all their inspections. But then their reps don't have to be the face of it. Right, yeah. So for me... I have to handle those situations properly and I have to handle them in the best interests of the store, myself, the layer and the end user because I'm going to be the face of this the whole way through. I'm not just the guy that sells you the products when everything's going good. I'm the guy that comes out when something goes wrong as well. Yeah. So that's why products like the Hybrid Shield are exciting for me because I can't see too much that's going to go wrong with this unless it's been laid really poorly. Yeah.
0: And that's that's a that's a good point. You talked a little bit about water on the subfloor and that kind of stuff. We talk a lot about floor prep on the podcast. It's one of the things that is probably the, the, the forgotten part of installation yeah. is floor prep. How does Hybrid Shield go in that respect? Like it's obviously we still need to floor prep people. This isn't giving you a uh, an out to say save yourself a bit of money by no floor prep. But how does it perform?
1: Yeah, so it's... It's probably slightly better than a couple of products because it's a more of a rigid board. It's not as flexible, that sort of stuff. It will hide a little bit more. Um, some product, Most products that you see, they've got a tolerance of 2mm over 2m, whereas with the hybrid shield, you can go 4mm over 2m. So it does have a little bit bigger tolerance, but the same deal, you've still got to treat it the same and make sure that that subfloor is as good as you can possibly get it before laying it because that's going to give you ultimately your your ultimate performance if you can have that subfloor is as good as you can get it. Um, but as long as you follow those rules where everything's within four mil over two metres, you're not going to have any have any issues with the hybrid shield.
0: Yeah, excellent. So you talked about the story, uh, the the hybrid shield story that you would walk in and, and, and tell that story. Give us an abridged version. So you're, it's like you, you've got a new store, it's opening. Uh, I know Mike was up, in, uh, was up in Townsville and there was a new store. It was brand new to a brand new floor world. Yep. And you've got to go in there and you've got to do your your, your five minute pitch to them about
1: yeah you know, why are you gonna why are you gonna stock and sell this product? yeah, so I've just done a training session with um, uh, Matt that we met at the Andersons conference from can uh, from Cooperoo that's just opened up the Cannon Hills. Oh yeah yeah he's got two brand new salesmen to the industry and this is this is a good one because I've only just met them as they come in fresh with a fresh face and they haven't got any preconceived ideas. So the first thing that I went in and I said to them as I said, you're going to ask your customer what's most important to them. They're going to tell you that all the things are most important <laughs> to them. So this is the product that you want to take them to. The fact that you've got an underlay attached at the bottom, which is going to help you acoustically, which is going to cut times down for your installer. Then you go into a a, a core that's warranted as waterproof, so you don't have to stress about the water capabilities of it or anything like that. And then you go up to the top where you've got your AC5 melamine wear layer, which... Is as scratch resistant as they come, you've got a product that's gonna sound good, it's gonna go well with water, it's gonna wear well, and then on top of that is another really important point that I don't think's touched on enough is the amount of patterns that this board has. Yes. Like a lot of our hybrid boards, they have four patterns for four repeat. Whereas with the hybrid shield, it's a digital pattern. So there's eighteen different patterns um on the straight boards then you've got the herringbone that goes up to 81 different patterns and then you've got two australian species herringbones that have 118 different patterns wow so what that does is that gives you a more natural look of a natural product and then also the embossing on the it's a it's an embossed register so that follows the grain of the board so visually it looks like a timber it feels feels like like a a timber yeah doesn't scratch like a timber will scratch a lot less and and perform much better that way than a timber it'll be just as waterproof if not better than a hybrid um and then you've got your underlay attached, which for sound reducing and that sort of stuff is obviously awesome for high rises apartments even buildings where there is young kids running around the sound doesn't bounce as much off it either so you couple all those things together and it, it, it pretty much should sell itself
0: well i guess you've made a really good point there about the high rise because I've lived in unit blocks, and it was always oh shit. People above are getting floorboards, or they're getting floating floor, whatever, and it would be a nightmare. Yeah. So this seems like a really good product.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's what I say because the the hybrid brought something new to the market that no one had seen before, and it gave you different options, especially in high rises where the vinyl planks couldn't quite get that acoustic level. The hybrid brought that aspect to it. Um, but especially for a lot of these high-rise units, a lot of them are, are rental properties or um, investment properties where they can't control who goes in there. Mm. So that rather than a hybrid that uh, will scratch a little bit easier, if you put in the shield, you've obviously got that surface protection as well while still getting a nice high-end finish that's going to pass everything acoustic- acoustically as well.
0: Yeah, it just it seems like... Uh, I remember when we started to look at the marketing of this product and it did seem like it was a, a, a very cool product, a very... A good addition to the to the product range.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's just it's something that's that wasn't there before. I think there's a lot of with our competitors. Um, a lot of them obviously noticed the trend going against um, laminate, so they tried to bring out all these products that has has a little sticker in the corner saying waterproof surface. So I'm not sure what that means because <laughs> if water gets into it, like what happens then? That the waterproof surface becomes irrelevant. Whereas I think if you're going to bring out a product, you have to make sure it's like this where you say, no, it's, it's it's waterproof. Yep. Um, because it takes away any confusion and it gives the customer peace of mind that that's what happens. Obviously you still got like issues with rising damp underneath like you do with a hybrid where if you've got moisture coming up through your slab over a two, three, four year period over time, that can wear down the underlay. It can wear down the click systems over time. Um, but in saying that you could you can put black plastic underneath it if you see a little bit of a moisture issue that you're not sure of which is always going to give you that protection as well but I think this gives you far more protection than any other product as a whole on the market um, and that's that's what makes it pretty cool
0: yeah look it's 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 for me when I was looking at getting new floors I was looking at hybrid shield that was the, that was a product that sort of I guess it ticked a lot of the boxes for me and I think that it's a as you said 18 digital patterns just in the normal flatboard it's it's really a good thing it really is i think it's you can go a long way to find a product that is as versatile as what hybrid shield is
1: yeah definitely yeah and i think even uh, when you talk diy like coming up to silly season now um over that christmas break where people sometimes got two or three weeks off you want to be able to sell them something that it's pretty straightforward to install. Like if they want to do it themselves over their holidays, you want, to, you want to give them something that's nice and easy to put together so that you're not having to answer 47 phone calls about <laughs> it and that you can just pass it on and say this is how it's done. Like that's why I try and promote having the long boards in store as well. You can also show the customer that. But that's the thing. This is a product that it's that easy to do yeah. um, that if your end yeah, customer said I want to do it myself over the holiday period or if I'm just doing a little room or something here or there, that's something that they can do as well. Whereas sometimes the hybrid clicking mechanisms or the timber systems have to be glued or they have to be manoeuvred different ways, which can become a pain as well. So, um, yeah, it's just another thing that, that goes with the story. And I think when you ease – look, your layers are going to love laying this sort of stuff. Your customers are going to love the livability of this sort of stuff. And then the store, because it, it's more of a niche sort of product and we're not everywhere – they sort of get a little bit of protection with this, where they can really promote the story properly, push the product, and then they're not going to be fighting every man, his dog to try and win the sale. So essentially, the store makes more money from this as well. Twin win. Yeah,
0: it really is, uh,
1: mate. I think that I think it's a good place to leave
0: it. We've spoken a lot here about Hybrid Shield. It'll be great to hear from anyone listening about other products you'd like to hear more about, because. This is going to become, as we said, a regular thing where we're maybe every one in every four or one in every three we'll do a product sort of exclusive episode where we just, uh, I guess, take the lid off and get down to the nuts and bolts of of what goes into that into that floorboard. Greg, are you keen to be involved?
1: I am. Yeah. Always keen to come off the bench. A lot spending time with you, Matt. It's always a good time.
0: Well, it's a good, and I think, and look, I'm sure the listeners will appreciate with Michael missing for one episode every once in a while, uh, and they'll be able to hear our dulcet tones together.
1: I'm I'm sure they've seen plenty of them on the socials recently anyway.
0: (laughs) Look, mate, thanks so much for coming in and joining me. Uh, Please, guys, keep listening to the underlay. Check out Clever Choice on the website at www.cleverchoice.com.au. And we will be with you again in a couple of weeks. Bye for now. To the underlay. If you want to hear more, follow us on all good podcast platforms.